Uh, Hunter, it is... Oh, we return to Sega today, which is very exciting. I, I, I love, a, love a Sega thing. Uh, yeah. Also, E3, false pseudo E3, the E3 that wasn't, uh, was recently, and... Uh, I think. Oh you yeah. And I... As as journalists, do we have any comments oh, sure. on uh, well, well, the non E three? Here's where I'm going with this. Uh, yeah, go ahead. We've got this great Sega thing, and Sega feels kind of fun recently. Capcom, I feel like had a pretty good, cool showing. I think Capcom's kind of in a cool renaissance, right? Is sort of a, yeah. A vibe. It's great the way they're doing a remake of Resident Evil Four, a game <laughs> that them doing a remake of Resident Evil Four <laughs> makes me feel really old. Yeah, and I wish they wouldn't to yeah. be polite to me. Sure. and feeling old because I'm just being like, wait, there needs to be a Resident Evil Four. It's like the same thing with Last of Us. Like, yeah. Wait, does there already need to be a Last of yeah. Us remake? Why are we doing like, this? <laughs> why am I aging so quickly? Well, uh, I thought this was still kind of a new game. <laughs> well, to stick with those old feelings, here's my question for you, Hunter. What is, and and this is going to be hard to parse because like nowadays yeah, the behemoths, the behemoths are Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo. Like they're the console makers. And Sega used to be a console maker, but if we and, and then, like, you go back further, and, and all these companies were making their own arcade cabinets. They were all arcade, they were all console makers in a way. And they just not all of them transitioned to the home console. Sure, market. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. as games publishers, what is, what is the greatest company to have existed, to continue to exist that's still hitting hard all the time, but has been hitting hard? since the 70s or 80s i mean who this is like who is it for you who is it for you here here we go here we go here we go you got to talk about this the same way people talk about sports teams (laughs) it's a sports team's logic franchise you could say like you could say like you know like uh like you name a publisher and then like a season you know what i mean and like oh they were really that lineup yeah yeah super strong (laughs) you know uh like I, it's funny, I can only think of bad examples. Like Sega in the two thousands, yeah, not so good. Not a know, good bench. kind of. Not a good not bench. A, not a great bench. Had some star players though. <laughs> Still had, you know, there was Jet Set Radio Future. There was Panzer Dragoon Orta. Uh-huh. You know, it's not like they didn't. The team didn't have anything, yeah. but they'd suffered. You know, they'd been sold. You right. know, right? They'd moved towns. <laughs> I think um, it's sort of they. They had a sort of moving of towns. Uh-huh. Uh, they lost their arena. <laughs> Uh, or something, something like Sega, that happened. Sega, to Sega very much lost their arena. Is is I yeah. would, the loss of the console market would be their yeah. their change of arena. I'll say this: most publishers that are having, if you are noticing that a publisher is hot right yeah. now, like I would say that Capcom is hot yeah. right now. Yeah, um, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka from downtown. <laughs> I would say that if you notice that, it's a sign that they're about to make some very unwise decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you think about the Capcom uh, conference this year, yeah. what did they tell us except for, <laughs> hey, there's going to be a DLC for Resident Evil 8. We're remaking Resident Evil 4, which nobody asked for or yeah. needed us to do. Right. And also, you can play the more recent Resident Evil games on your PlayStation 5. And I, I'm just like, I, I don't know, was any of that yeah. Yeah. interesting right. to anyone? Right. I mean... Not to, not necessarily to me. Uh, some people might be excited about uh, Street Fighter Six. Yeah, everything I've heard though is that it's it's a real Street Fighter. It 5 sounds hurts weird to me, which is exciting. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like it's weird, and yeah. that's fine. Um, if it's if it's weird, that's probably good because apparently Street Fighter Five was bad. I yeah. don't know or right. care. 
think um, I think nobody just nobody knows if they can trust six yet is basically the vibe. Just it's that's it's, fine. it's up in the air if it's trustworthy. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. I don't know why you would be trusting or not trusting sure. video game publishers anyways. So who do I you? Quite, if somebody somebody who, says I trust a publisher. What are yeah. you talking about? So who who do you who do you see as uh, deserving of a, a fresh lineup? Who needs to who needs to replace the coach? And who do you who do you think is in line? Like, is it a Konami? Is it an Atari? Who's an old hat, an old franchise that might be about to make some some kind of comeback? Well, the you know it's funny. I mean, you said Konami, and the the classic, really like answer to this question over, I would say the last like you know five to six years yeah. has been Konami because of them splitting with Kojima the way that they did, right? And the the way that they're all you know they're just kind of in the toilet, and it seems like they just do not care. Yeah. If they if they made a comeback, that would be uh, really special and kind of interesting. I don't really think it's going to happen, yeah. but yeah. it could it could happen. Uh, Konami, I would say, at, it's funny that Capcom is is still around and still trucking. Because if anything, uh, Konami has always seemed to have the stronger intellectual property. Right. Uh, it just seems like they've left it by the wayside. Um, and the fact that Sega is back is is quite cool. But they're back in kind of a niche way, kind yeah. of a more hangoutable way. Not right. necessarily in a Sega doesn't brand itself a superstar. Doesn't walk into the to the building with with shades on. They just say like we have some weird wares that actually sell pretty decently, but never get like a giant fanfare right. around right. them. Uh, they're really just for freak. Freaks on podcasts, I would say, <laughs> is what Sega makes games for. Is for podcast freaks, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the theme of this whole show. Oh yeah, good point. Let's go. gentlemen and welcome to the old gamers almanac i am your host hunter donaldson and i am joined today by special guest star and lead actor matthew martin it's me matt martins hello hi so great to be here with you hunter back again and uh today we return to where we belong it's a Sega day. We get to talk about Sega, which means the episode is mostly us being like, man, the style is good, even if nothing else matters. That's kind of, I feel like, been the, the theme so far of pretty much all Sega games is love the look and then very... Uh, Speak very, for yourself, very, Matt. No, 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 very Speak, roller coaster on everything else. But I think, I think every single Sega game has gotten high marks for style. That is the theme of this show. They all get high marks for style, at least. Yeah, every single Sega game does at least get high marks for style, if not everything else. Some some of the Sega games we've talked about are absolutely perfect, like Outrun. Yeah. Some of them are not as perfect, like Jet Set Radio. Um, some of for them some reason, Jet Set Radio is higher on the list, <laughs> on the than, list Outrun. than Outrun. Oh, so there knows? you go. The, it's, it's truly unpredictable what could happen. Truly with unpredictable any of these. what happens with Sega on this show. You know, <laughs> you can never really tell. Um, I would say if I re if I if I remade the show mm -hmm. in my image, which I would love to do uh, in a future episode, I would love to debut my solo version of the list. I would love to re-rank the entire list just to my whims. Mm -hmm. It would be very Sega forward in a way that I think would be quite off-putting to an <laughs> audience, just any audience, I would say. And I don't care. Well, all right. What I was excited about for this one is. This, today we're talking about Panzer Dragoon 2, 
Zvi. We we played the mm-hmm. second one first because that's the yep. that's the super that they're good. They're all good games. This is like the super crazy popular one, it, uh, right. seemingly. Uh, but for me, this is the first Sega Saturn game I have ever played. Wow, Period. and what a good start! Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not a. It's it's a it's a very strange console with a very strange library, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a half baked library because Sega was pulling out halfway and just yeah. being like, oh, this isn't gonna work. Let's move on to the next thing, which is why there you know was not a proper Sonic game, of course, on the right. Saturn, right? Um, because they saw the writing on the wall. Sony had dunked on them very very hard and taken their market share. Essentially, Sony just took everyone that was playing Sega consoles. Sony was just like, we would like to have 100% of that audience. Yes. And then they right. did that. And right. then also started sniping Nintendo properties at the yeah. same time. It was well, a genius move. I love that they did it, and then they did it again even harder. Like, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like the Saturn PS1 thing is its own thing, but it's like, okay, Saturn or uh, Sega gets ahead of it. Time for the Dreamcast. And everyone's like, oh my god, this Dreamcast is so hot right now. This is so good. Oh, PS2. Goodbye. Bury it in Goodbye. the ground. It's dead forever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so yeah, Sony really left no room for Sega to exist in the market, yeah. um, which is obviously a big problem. Um, however, there was this little series that was literally born on the Saturn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did It did not die there. It, uh, w- it was able to limp into the Xbox mm-hmm. um, and then died and then has just been dead for a long time. Very cool series. The Panzer Dragoon series of games... Which are kind of about there. It's kind of Sega's take on Star Fox, sure. In more ways than I even thought it was. I actually <laughs> yeah. thought it wasn't really. I thought the Star Fox comparison uh, was kind of goofy and not accurate. Uh-huh. Um, but actually, it does seem like if if I'm talking, especially to a very Western audience, which I uh, have it on good authority that I am, <laughs> uh, that that the Star Fox touchstone will do you just fine. Yep. Yeah, uh, and that's, hey, guess what? That's me. I'm a Star Fox boy. Let me tell yeah. you. Uh, I mean, mo- obviously, just mostly Star Fox 64. I love the the devil out of that game. Uh, but the I like, devil out I of like that Star game. Fox 1. What I've not done yet, and I would like to do at some point, is to play that Star Fox 2, which they released I played weirdly. It. It's so weird that they made that game. That's a conversation for a different day, though. But what a, yeah, what yeah. a strange thing to release uh, <laughs> many, many, many years after its development. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyways, this is, uh, yeah, it's an on-rails shooter, which feels, I think, generally speaking, more at home in an arcade setting. It's kind of born out of arcade stylings, and this is, you know, I feel like this era is when console gaming is really, really firmly stepping away from uh, arcade mentality. I think the mm-hmm. transition is, like, the 16-bit era is the SNES, and we're like, these are consoles, whereas, like, Nintendo you know, NES and stuff is trying to say, like, we can convert a lot of arcade things to this, and then, you know, whatever. Like, there's a lot of arcade comparisons in that era. And by Saturn PS1, people really are not comparing things to arcades anymore, uh, necessarily. Right. So we're in proper console gaming, but then we have this on-rails shooter. So um, what, I mean, uh, it's pretty simple to explain what an on-rails shooter is. is is a game where you fire all around the screen, but you don't necessarily have to worry too much about traversal where you're actually going the game moves for you uh it's like a flight game but you don't control yeah 
where the screen is taking you. Yeah. You can move. The screen is, is traveling. The screen is traveling, and to, to make Panzer Dragoon even more interesting, there is a great mechanic of you can rotate around. So if you think, if many of us have played Star Fox, and you, you, you know what Star Fox looks like, you kind of are always going forward. And right. Star Fox 64's big uh, development to that is, oh, we made these three 3D arenas. You can actually like fly around and have more control, but like you're kind of encased in this zone. Right, Panzer Dragoon right. says, we're going to keep you on the rails, but you can rotate 360 degrees. You can look all there's, around you. Yeah, there's four directions, basically. I mean, there, there's many <laughs> there's many more directions, but the way it's staged <laughs> is sort of uh, uh, things are either to the right, to the left, behind you, or in front of you. Yeah. And you have to keep track of all of that. And what I love about that aspect of Panzer Dragoon is that the game is designed to support the logic of yeah, that yeah. instead of it just being attacked on thing because in panzer dragoon you are flying on the back of uh well let's just call it a dragon okay <laughs> it's it's not a dragon sure sure but let's just call it a dragon the dragon a freaks dragon. are out there and they want to vary they have many many names for many many things all right and fine, we are fine. Afraid it is, of, i fear in them. panzer dragoon's vi you are riding on the back of a coolia <laughs> that evolves into well it's its name is Loggy, uh -huh. and um, it f can fly. Yeah. Um, it is a flying sort of dragon type lizard thing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> but what I love about it, that mechanically, that that looking around thing, is because you are playing as the dragon rider. Right. You are not playing as the dragon. Right. Which it, it also helps explain the on rails aspect of it. In Star Fox, you are. A, you play a star fox who is a fox in space, uh -huh. a star Amongst fox. The stars. <laughs> He's named what he is, which is kind <laughs> of obnoxious. Um, it would be like if my name was Podcaster. Uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. not very good. Yeah. Um, in Star Fox, there is no explanation for why Star Fox can't just fly wherever he wants to go right. at any point. Right. You are on rails, but there you're seeing the seams of the game. Panzer Dragoon wisely came up with a a concept that supported the style of game it is, which I think is great. Yeah. As so many games you play, especially of this era, you just kind of bump into the invisible wall of the limitations <laughs> of the game. Yeah. And Panzer Dragoon's out here writing fiction to go with yeah. the style of game that they can deliver yeah, on. I mean, I just... I don't know if they get enough credit for that. That's yeah. really cool. It feels like, seamless. It doesn't. You you yeah. don't feel the gaminess of it. You you yeah. You, you don't just, feel like oh, this is just some stupid you know game designer mess. It's yeah. like well, the dragon is going to go where the dragon's going to go. And yes, I can steer the dragon a little bit, right. but I can't just tell the dragon to do. You know, we're working in tandem, and I am you know the boy on, in on the back seat, not the dragon itself. Right. Love it. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a handful of episodes is how the game is broken up and uh it's what six plus like a final boss fight it's not a long game at all it's also nope. not a hard game at all no it's not especially difficult no. um uh, i i burned through it and you know by the i think fourth episode was finally having to like reset it's also an incredibly forgiving game in its difficulty i mean when, when it does get hard it just resets you to the beginning of the short episode and you really mm -hmm. don't have to fight through that much more to get back to where you were but then even within that within each episode there are actually 
branching paths. So that's kind of the other fun aspect of Panzer Dragoon 2 is is you can you can take different paths. I would say the game doesn't even necessarily signpost those paths to you. You could just play through this game once and not realize that and there not were realize there ever, are paths. Yeah, yeah, ever ever was one. But if you replay it or you it what happened to me? I died a few times and wasn't even aware I was like pushing in a different direction. All of a sudden the level was different than I played it last time. I was like, wait, what did what did I do? What, what is happening? What's going on? Oh God! Uh, and had to then like die again and go back to the path where I felt more comfortable or whatever so in that way there's that sort of replay value that i do think is necessary to talk about with this kind of game because this game is uh designed to be replayed and get higher and higher scores i mean you can beat the mm -hmm. whole thing in an hour or two maybe three depending on what you know how, what, how experienced you get with it uh but there's the branching paths and then with each episode is a boss fight and um i think the my favorite thing about this game is the way in which it it gradually introduces more difficulty to you but never over expects from you it's i mean like literally right. each level is like okay i just got to learn a little bit more and then i can do that and then the next level you're like oh this is this is just a little bit trickier but then like two runs in you figured it out and you can keep going on i i feel like it is a forward momentum game <laughs> whereas there are some games that are so difficult that i lose sense of any forward momentum and i give up on it whereas this one I never dropped it for a second. I played the whole thing in one sitting as I mean, you probably should do with these kinds of games, but uh, it was, that was not a difficult endeavor for me at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a game known, known for its difficulty. It's not, that's not what they want you to, you know, be stoked on in yeah. this game. This game is more about uh, the beautiful like art and the really great vibe yeah. and how good it makes you feel as you're moving. Like, I feel like, I feel like the flight in this game feels like I'm flying mm -hmm. in a way that, you know, other games of the era did not, you know, give me that same feeling of like, oh, I'm having a wild adventure of yeah. like flying around on this dragon. Right. I love how many times the dragon in this game, the dragon will turn, like make like a sharp yeah, turn yeah. that I am not ready for and the game did not tell me that the dragon was gonna do that. It yeah. just goes, boop, and it's like, of course it did because yeah. it saw that we couldn't go that way, so right. it just went for it, you know? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a level in particular where it's not even right and left turns. It's you're going through tunnels and you like dip up and dip down yeah. and you're like, yeah. I literally can't even see what's happening. Like I, I just have to wait for the dragon to get where we need to go or whatever. Uh, but I I love the I I can't play I can't say I played it enough to like properly feel out like how cool all the different branching paths are. And you know I you know, as a Star Fox fan like you, the Star Fox branching path is much more it's it's on a level to level basis less so there's not as many branching paths within levels although there are some but uh Star Fox 64 really like telegraphs all of the various branches oh, you yeah. can do oh yeah it couldn't stand the idea of you missing anything yeah. Star yeah. Fox 64 right whereas Panzer Dragoon is very comfortable in you sort of just having that as a mystery and i think you, that's and you're not understanding lots of things about exactly. Panzer Dragoon like Matt the you were talking to me before we started recording about how the the dragon itself upgrades yeah. from level to level <laughs> right um but it doesn't tell you what it's doing yeah. really <laughs> well actually i think it does tell you at the end of a stage like how many more uh lock on Points. missiles yeah, it yeah. will do or like if it if it's leveled up it doesn't necessarily break down what it means sure or why you're leveling up or what are you what you're doing that's level leveling you up the dragon changes colors as you play 
to kind of signify how it is leveled. Yeah. But by and large, this game is a little more mysterious. Yeah. Uh, I would say. And and how do you feel about that, Matt? The the mysterious aspects of it. I mean, I I think it is good. I sometimes on a mechanical level, it's it's not even something that. De- distracts me or detracts from the game it's just something where i'm like well it didn't it didn't tell me about that so then i didn't necessarily get hooked as easily on it but from a narrative design and an art design it makes this game incredible uh that's the best part of it is this game doesn't explain itself to you at all it has a few little cinematics and it has some text but uh it mostly creates a world and lets you be in it and lets you see the art that they did and just kind of in a in a classic adventure uh story like doesn't over explain its lore especially that could be so that could be a huge detriment to this game too right because we're talking about dragon stuff we can get weird with dragon stuff i i compare dragons get weird yeah. yeah i compare dragons to like fairy young adult literature where it's like i can't get into like the crazy fairy lore stuff that people like in their fantasy settings where if mm-hmm. if, if your fantasy setting has fairies in it i i am already prepared for it to get way too involved in the like mechanics of its fairies or whatever and right. i feel like dragon stuff has that same element to it and panzer dragoon is just like eh, there's dragon stuff but it's look at how cool this world is and look there's like some kind of hints of major political movements happening um yeah, the story essentially is like you have this uh, mutant dragon that the the civilization is trying to do away with for whatever reason. Who knows? They don't like it. It's not good. It glows and it freaks them out. And so your city, once people find out you have this dragon, your city gets raised to the ground and you have to escape and then also track down the ship that uh, destroyed your city and see if you can do something about it. And that's like the whole plot of the game. Yeah, and meanwhile, while you're tracking down this ship, there are these robots also tracking it down. So you're kind of, it has this forward momentum of a chase. Mm -hmm. Basically, Mm -hmm. the entire plot is just one long chase where you're chasing after this ship, and so are these other enemies. Um, And then, of course, you know, you you beat them to the punch (laughs) and find what is, what's inside this big ship. Right. And then, depending on... (laughs) What happens, depending on what you do you fight the thing yeah or so, you don't the greatest so mystery yeah the greatest mystery of this game is the fact that the final boss apparently is supposed to have two phases and right. uh i didn't fight the second phase and my game ended complete as if that was a totally normal thing and i've been reading about the game like i've been looking up ahead of just like what's what's gonna happen with it what should i be you know mildly prepared for how long is this mm-hmm. game i watched the long playing stuff and so i knew the second phase existed and then mine just didn't do that <laughs> and uh yeah i decided to go looking decided to, to to investigate and figure out what did i do wrong or what, what it's, maybe this is part of the branching paths thing and what i discovered is that this game exists in this beautiful locked shell of an old, a bygone era of the internet where sometimes you just don't know how a thing yeah. works. People didn't find out. <laughs> we, we're literally... Here's how cool this game is, exactly. listener. Because I can already tell that you're going to listen to this whole episode and be like, I don't know, I'm not convinced that game's so cool. Yeah. This is cool. They don't know. We don't know. 
Yeah. How that happens. <laughs> and Matt looked I, everywhere. I Matt in, went, I went to a Discord yeah, I, to I found, ask about so, it. First off, shout out to the Panzer Dragoon Legacy community. It's a cool website. They're a super like inclusive, fun community that just loves this freaking game so much and they like making art for it and, and like historically cataloging things. They find magazines and keep I mean it's just like they keep it all. It's really cool. And their Discord community, I went out, I went over there and started messing with them. I was like, yeah, all are the experts. What's up with Zvi? Why didn't I get the second boss? And I got multiple, multiple people being like, no idea. Now, it's, it's, it happens to me <laughs> randomly. And I've, I've maybe it has something to do with points. And then someone else was like, no, 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 I've tested it. It was not the points. It's got to do with this. And then someone else was like, no, it's not that because I tested that too. No one's figured it out. And we're this is in the world where like speedruns and all of these various things exist where people like burn these games to piece like they pick them apart and find every little element and we just don't know how this works i'm sure somewhere out there there's someone that knows but the point is the broader internet this game is not talked about enough to have that done to it i i couldn't find any like games done quick runs i mean this is an on-rail shooter can you do speed running well we've done star fox 64 it's you do point runs of these kinds of games and you do crazy other stuff like it's there's still Mm -hmm. interesting ways to play Mm -hmm. these games in a speed running mentality but this game just doesn't have that it's just everyone who plays this game just likes it and just plays it and enjoys the art and vibes with it and nobody's like trying to go too deep with it i mean there's people writing sure. guides of how to how to get the the maximum upgrade of the dragon but it's just like because they like the final dragon and they want to get those points but there's just nobody over meticulously organizing it to have discovered mm-hmm. this thing and that is man that's a beautiful thing to discover right. in 2022 the, on the Panzer internet dragoon to zvi is so cool that the internet has yet to strangle the mystery <laughs> out of it Okay. Yeah. So if, if that doesn't make you interested in playing it, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like I love that aspect of it. That they, we just don't know. We don't know. We don't know why this. <laughs> and and I'll tell you this, audience. I uh, so of course I got the second phase. Yeah. Of course Matt didn't get of the course. second phase, and I did. Of course. <laughs> I don't know how these things work. All right. And I and I say of course not in my usual bully Matt voice. I say it more in an exasperated like. Why does this always happen <laughs> kind of voice? But I will say this. The second phase of that b- final boss fight, it's a pretty big payoff to yeah. everything mechanically that's happened up till then. The second phase final boss of this game mm-hmm. is the moment where you finally feel like you are flying wicked fast, yeah. so crazy fast. And I think it's sad that you did not get sure. it. Yeah. That you do not get to experience that. Because it feels like a momentous like payoff of, yeah. of every you've been waiting for the game to finally cut loose right. and really feel like you're flying on the back of a wild winged beast. <laughs> and finally it does, and then the game is over. And it's a perfect capstone to the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will but say also sometimes it just doesn't let you do it. it just, I don't know. It doesn't that's let you so do cool. it. Sometimes. Well, I I will say even without that, like I agree, I missed out on like the going kind of fast and fe- feeling free part. But even within that, like the first phase of the boss is uh like a, a a capstone in and of itself. What I love about this game is more so than uh i mean definitely i'm gonna constantly compare this to star fox i have to i've, I've played yeah, yeah we countless have countless hours of star fox well and but, i think it'll be useful for people at home yeah to have that Everybody's like played to it. have star fox as a touchstone but yeah. if you think about star fox star fox is a cool game and has cool environments but star fox does not investigate 
its own mechanics. Star Fox constantly introduces new mechanics and just wants you to sort of have a, a sampler platter of all of these different mechanics, right? There's sections where you're doing normal flight on rails. There's sections where you're in an open field. There's sections where you're in a submarine, and that's a little bit different. There's sections with a tank, and that's yep. a little bit yep. different. Each level is bringing a completely new mechanic to it. Versus Panzer Dragoon has its set of mechanics and wants you to somewhat master each of them one at a time it doles it out and it's not introducing completely new things but like the the main thing is okay there's there's three primary mechanics to this game one is that you can rotate right you can you can turn 90 degrees and you even within that you can like turn a bit more but like you can do a full 360 so you got to keep an eye on that you can lock on to things and fire like homing missiles or you can just do standard firing so with most on-rail shooters, like, the locking on becomes the really good thing to do. That's kind of common right. practice, is locking on yeah, is the yeah, best yeah. thing to do. Just lock on. So your first level, you're just sort of running around. You don't even have, like, up and down movement. You're literally, your, your dragon doesn't know how to take off. So you're mostly just sort of getting a feel for locking on to stuff. And that continues into kind of level two. And then by level three, the game is like, hey, you really need to start worrying about the four directions. We're going to bring enemies up from behind you. We're going to bring enemies right. from your right, right and left at the same time. You got to swap back and forth. And you, you begin to assess your whole surrounding and then level four the boss uh, i think it's level four it might be level five even both this, this is properly introduced but you get about i think it must be level five where you get a boss where locking on doesn't work anymore and you're like uh oh i have to like i just have to fire at this thing and that's the only way to kill this boss is to not lock on at all it, it puts up a shield when you try to lock on and it like blocks your homing missiles so you just have to fire at it normal and then when you get to the final boss the first phase of the final boss is like all of those things at once. There are times when he's going to block your homing missiles and you need to just fire, or there's too many things he's firing at you for homing missiles to be fast enough, so you have to just fire. It's like you get all of the mechanics all at once in that final, mm -hmm. final boss. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, I mean, it sounds like the, the second form of that is sort of just like, let's ramp that up and go faster and do it all right. even crazier. Go, but, go faster but, <laughs> and make it more difficult, but basically. The, but the phase one is the climax of even just here are all the mechanics and we did all of them and then that means you're done with the game we don't need to give you new stuff we made this short tight little package of these mechanics and that's what we want to do explore it it i i like that actually we keep referring to star fox 64 because i would say that these these two games yeah they, they came out like a year apart so, yeah. they, so they're pretty similar time frame right they're on completely different consoles i mean one sega one's nintendo uh and and i don't i don't really think they're really that emblematic of nintendo and sega no actually in fact right. they might be playing opposite roles for this one um but they but i think they're emblematic of like what you know what different perspectives people might have on what makes a good game in a certain genre mm -hmm. because obviously star fox 64 is bigger yes. it has more stuff in it right it, it, it it's the stuff in it is kind of like like basically set up in such a way as to invite the player into it very like c come come yeah. be a part of this uh, come on in right. come on in be a part of it it does not i would say successfully meditate on every single one of its mechanical exactly. principles which is what panzer dragoon is doing panzer dragoon is like here's what our game is about and by the time we're done with it which is not a very long game yep by the time you're done with it you will feel like every aspect of it had been fully realized yes and then we're out and we're done star fox it's like 
there's one submarine level and it's bad. Like that's <laughs> that's where Star Fox is at. Here's yeah. a submarine. By the way, this level sucks yeah. and nobody likes it. Play it once and never do it again. You just Play you it. get away from that. Yeah. No, it's just it's just a different thing. Like Panzer Dragoon doesn't have a submarine at all. Exactly. In fact, Right. Doesn't have any other vehicles right. besides the dragon. Well, and and like you could make a comparison to the tank levels of Star Fox, but the difference is Panzer Dragoon. It's not a tank level. You are on the ground in the first couple levels, but that's because that is the onboarding. It is your your right. your tank turns into your R wing in Panzer Dragoon, and it's right. It's it's letting that be a step up for the mechanics. Whereas Star Fox starts you with the ship, and then is suddenly like, okay, let's make this like worse for a minute uh, because yeah. we're going to give you yes. this like awkward look up perspective where you can't really do anything with it. It it just is such a much more logical progression in Panzer Dragoon. My problem with Star Fox 64 has always been this and I'm excited for us to eventually do a Star Fox 64 episode is that Star Fox 64 feels like um it's a compilation of uh, of songs mm -hmm. uh, by a band. Uh, and I don't agree with the sequence. No matter what <laughs> sequence you do, I'm like, I just don't agree with this sequence. Uh -huh. I would have cut this, I would have cut that, et right. cetera, et cetera, and I would have restructured it to be in this order. Yeah. Because the orders that are there, I just don't like them. Right. Like, I, I don't feel like it shows the game off that well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, it's weird. I feel like I could do, like, a cut of Star Fox 64 that is perfect. Uh-huh. A machete order of the Star Fox. A machete Fox order levels. of Star Fox 64. In fact, I might try to do that. That'll I be might the be thing. like, if yeah. you try to play in this order, this is the the best order. Yeah. And it's definitely not going to involve either the submarine level Aquas. or the level where it's on a sun yep, and solar. like you're dying the whole time. It's yeah. just that level isn't even doesn't even look good. It looks like crap. That level looks, looks like crap ridiculous. and has a dumb I do gimmick. kind of love that level, but only I uh, mean, we all love when Slippy says this baby's yeah. got temperatures of yeah, over whatever degrees or yeah. whatever. We all love that, but that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh well, okay. Man, is it <laughs> this game this is this is classic Sega style of where we're just like Love it. Yep. Moving on. What's up? This yeah, is a well, great game. <laughs> play it. But here's yeah, the thing. This it. is one of those games where um, whenever I actually encourage you to play this game, um, obviously you don't have a Sega Saturn. Yeah. You don't. You don't. don't let's not pretend. <laughs> but, but, but you're, you got a computer, you got uh -huh. a PC probably, or you got some sort of PC like device. It's not hard. And I, I, you can, you can get into that search bar yeah. and you can type something like, I don't know. Sega Saturn, uh, and then a word kind of rhymes with uh, smemulator. Uh, maybe type that word. Yeah. Just see and where then you maybe go. you can play. And you know what? They're doing a remake of this. However, I heard that the remake of the first game was not good. Yeah. I don't know what that means for the remake of the second game. Sure. Obviously, we didn't wait for it. So I don't necessarily have a lot of faith. Yeah. But you know what? Whether the remake's good or not, you should see the way this game looked. Yeah. It has such an interesting look. If you, if there's any part of you that can enjoy, you know, the the 32-bit uh, early polygon days, uh, I think you should check Panzer Dragoon out. It it does not have, it is not um, Squall from Final Fantasy VIII saying that, uh, you know, he's the 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 good the best looking guy here uh -huh. and then like you can't even see his face it's not that type of situation it looks better than that it yeah. looks good yeah i would say yeah but uh, i have an appreciation for those types of things i'm not a zoomer okay <laughs> well uh we should also uh say i mean that the 
pseudo spiritual successor to this game, which is not, it's really not, it's more of a spiritual successor to Space Harrier, but there was a game announced at this uh, yeah. half E3 yeah. we got that, did y'all see this? Did y'all see this? There's a game where there's swans, just big, just normal looking swans, and then you like, you're like this character that's, I don't know, riding a jetpack or something, but it's another on-rails shooter, and it, it looks like Panzer Dragoon a lot. It looks a lot like it, and it looks stylish as all hell. I mean, it's... So, here's the funny thing, Hunter. I don't know if you've seen this since then. They they re-released that trailer without the Queen music in it. They changed... They made it, like, worse music. They put oh, dumb, weird. bad music on it. But the first trailer that came out for this game is this, like, pseudo-Queen cover band. It's really not a Queen cover band, but it's like a... Their 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 new CD is called Queen Three. Like they're trying to oh, emulate okay. Queen. They're trying they, to be Queen. They're intentionally yeah, yeah. trying to be like Queen. Uh, but Air Twister is the name of this game. And the Check it out. The difficult difficult thing is it's going to be like an Apple Arcade game. So you like have to oh. find a way to get that. Oh. But I don't know with anything like that. Like come on, give it give it six months and it'll probably yeah yeah be yeah some other stuff. It'll we'll probably, probably get it fine. available elsewhere. But, you know? I don't know. I I want to live in the world where we bring rail shooters back, but they're all as weird as they can possibly yeah. be. The last yeah, yeah. thing any of us needs is a, a, a shooter, an on-rail shooter that's taking itself seriously, right? Right, right. Yeah, I 100% I agree. Um, okay, before we get into the ranking on the master list segment, I have a, a quick new segment oh that I want to throw at you, uh, and you're going to be seeing a lot more stuff like this in the future, so get ready. This is the first sub list mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i want mm -hmm. to well, actually we've had sub lists before but this one is a specific sub list i want to do the sega <laughs> sub list where we rank every sega game that we have on our master list including yep. this one yep and it gives us an opportunity to and now i want the the master list is all about quality sure i want the sega list to be about Sega Ness. Yes. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Every list has a very specific set of qualifications that it is trying yes. to adhere to, and it is never. Yes. It is never about just like what is the uh, not even our our main list. It's not about the best game, right? It's it's about something even more nebulous than that. I won't even call it the yeah. most important. Game. It's just it's just the old gamers almanac ranking, right? That's all yeah. that it can be described as. Well, which that. which means which is the ultimate ranking for everyone. Yes. That's what it is. That's it. That's all it's, it is. It's something. It's a public service we do, yes. but it's not necessarily even the ultimate ranking for us. It's the yeah. ultimate ranking for you, the listener. We don't even necessarily have to embrace it. Right. You do, though. <laughs> you have no choice. So here, you have no choice. Here are the uh, Sega games that exist on our list, and we will be including Panzer Dragoon in this now, even though it's not on the list yet. But here are Sega games so far: Jet Set Radio, Outrun, Sonic the Hedgehog original from 1991, Sonic Adventure. Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi, and then Hunter and I have both somewhat agreed that we are giving honorary mention to Solar Ash as a Solar somewhat Ash is Sega be on the game. List. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a game that would like to be a Sega game, yeah. <laughs> but is not. Um, that's what we're doing. So let's start from the bottom. Uh, Solar Ash. <laughs> Solar Ash at the bottom. Not, I love it. I'm, well, I love that we were on the same page here yeah. because what I wanted to do was immediately decide that Solar Ash was at the bottom of a list, even though we know Sonic Adventure is at the bottom of our master exactly, list. of course. So this is the point of the sub-list. But Solar, so Solar Ash, Ash at the bottom. Yes, wants to be a Sega game, deserves the mention of being amongst Sega games, but is uh -huh. not a Sega game, and thus uh -huh. cannot 
adhere to maximum Saganess. It doesn't have that in it. It wants so badly to have been a Dreamcast remake. If Solar Ash was a game that was released on the Dreamcast, and then this new Solar Ash we got just got was Solar Ash Remastered, I think I literally would have liked that game more <laughs> if it right. had just been that. But it's not. It wants to be its own thing, and I didn't get to click with it or whatever. So, okay, yeah. what comes up next for Sega, Sega-ness, Sega-dom? Well, I think that if the evaluation is Sega-ness, mm-hmm. I actually think, and don't get mad at me for this, I actually think Sonic the Hedgehog 1991 yes. the is the next thing. on the list. Because here's the thing, it's too infantile uh-huh. in, in Sega's legacy. Yeah. It's not weird enough, it's not swinging enough uh-huh. at the fences compared to... Now, it's, already, it's quite weird. Yeah. I mean... We've got, we're going up against an Italian plumber, and our idea is a blue hedgehog that runs fast. Yes, yes, Okay? Yes. But it is, his it is and his first name. and not most, is yeah, the thing. Yeah, it's first, and it's not most. Yeah. And also, the game is frankly too good to be ranked that high <laughs> on the Sega-only list. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. All right. Uh, so okay, next, now it's tough for now me. It's really, now, really I'm going to really say now okay, it's going to be really here's hard. Here's what I have to ask you, just to get ahead of it. Is OutRun, like required to be like one or two or something for you like where, where is outrun actually need to land here in your mind because here's there's two directions okay. i could go okay. here outrun is not that weird but it is no. the coolest or among yeah. the coolest of the bunch right i, I think it, jet set radio and outrun are the coolest but it is at the yeah if 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 sega if the two aspects of sega mm-hmm. is cool and weird yeah and those are separate. Yes. Outrun would be the pinnacle of cool. Right. But not the pinnacle of weird. Yeah. So therefore, I don't necessarily think it needs to be number one. Yeah. However, being the pinnacle of one of those heights, I feel like is a high could mark. do it a little bit better than the fourth spot, yeah. I think. I, so I, I don't think Outrun is next, right. but it might be exactly. after that. I was trying to avoid Sonic Adventure being next, but I do think Sonic Adventure might No, be no, next. I've got it. Okay. I've got it. Jet set radio mm, justify it is, that for me is so it's not as cool as outrun yeah and it's not as weird as sonic adventure <laughs> it is it is neither the number one it is it is number one at nothing but it is an interesting well, mixtape of sonic or sega uh, well, vibes because what i was the argument i was gonna make for jet set radio is it is perfectly in the middle it is the perfect okay. synergy of the coolness and weirdness well that, that can okay. be that can make it a let's, low ranking thing that is fine with me uh, let's do it this way we've got our rubric matt mm-hmm. cool weird obviously we agree that sonic adventure is the weirdest yeah outrun is the coolest yeah and then jet set radio and panzer dragoon zvi are in the middle yes now middleness doesn't necessarily disqualify you from being number one in fact the middle might be number right. one i of the two middle picks, I prefer Panzer Dragoon to Zvi yeah. to Jet Set Radio. Yes. As a playing you agree experience with that. and yeah. as a yeah, I th- I th- I mean I the style of Jet Set Radio does so many more things for me. Um mm-hmm. but the I guess the oh, I don't know, the world and story of Jet Set Radio is really good too. It's it's literally it literally just comes down to the mechanics aren't as clean. Whereas Panzer Dragoon yeah. Vi is like uh, per- uh perfect, <laughs> perfectly, yeah. perfectly orchestrated mechanics. It is right. It is a 
I've seen this said by other people, and I thought that would be a crazy thing to say. And now here I am saying it. Pandragoon 2's Vi as a video game, it is perfect. It is a perfect yeah. little encapsulation it like of its own me mechanics. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. simple, but it gets to strive for perfection in its simplicity. So I would, I would say to me, I, the next pick is uh, like, I'm either leaning Jet Set Radio or we decide that weirdness is less important and we do Sonic Adventure. But I think Sonic Adventure's importance in the Sega canon yeah. is more, it's more important than Jet Set Radio. I agree. You've, you've sold me. Jet Set Radio is third from the bottom because, I mean, it's, it's hitting so many things, right? But it's also like, I hate to say it, it's not always that fun to play. And, it's not uh, always that fun to play. That's kind of an important aspect of this. <laughs> Sonic right. Adventure also is not always that fun to play. In fact, but it's amazingly not fun to play. <laughs> it's amazingly not fun to play. All right? Exactly. And also, I love that the bottom game on our master list is making it so high on a sub list yeah. so that we could kind of establish that this is how this part It is the works. reason it is the bottom game on our master yeah. list, right? So yeah. wait, okay, so does that mean it's Pandragoon 2's Vi and then Outrun is number one? Or are we going to say, I don't know if I can say Pandragoon 2's Vi is the most Sega game. I do think it's Outrun deserves that mark. I disagree okay i think panzer dragoon i think that panzer dragoon 2 spy is of all the sega games i played which i've played a lot mm -hmm. it is the most it is it is what i wish sega could do every time yeah which is be like hey we showed up weird ass premise for a game <laughs> in a genre nobody cares about at all yeah nobody cares about on rail shooters and then they show up and they're like, uh, but we did it perfect. Bam. Yeah. yeah. Drop the mic. That's what I wish they did every time. Outrun is a legacy pick. Mm -hmm. Not as exciting to me. Yeah. You know so what I, I, uh, I yeah, just, yeah. I, I'm just like looking up because Panzer Dragoon is a Sega game, but it is obviously kind of like a, a department within oh, right. Sega yeah, it's or whatever. Not, it's not the main people. But what yeah. I forgot about is it is the same people that did Jet Set Radio. I forgot. We talked about that in the Jet Set Radio episode too, but I forgot that it is like a lot of the same team <laughs> that did these right. two games together. Yeah, yeah. So it's the experimental Sega team. That's very um, cool. It um, doesn't necessarily have the same like director or uh like like the people at the top are not not yes. necessarily the same, but the right. team is the same, it's the same group. Right. And uh, it's not that many years apart. So yeah. So what we're looking at then is in Sega-ness. Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi, the most Sega of the most Sega, Sega games. Cool the, the, in its world building and its imagine experience. Like the, the, the Triforce yeah. uh, like cutscene from Ocarina of Time where they all like combine into the Triforce yeah. whenever they're doing the backstory <laughs> stuff with the goddesses or whatever. Yeah. And it's Panzer Dragoon's Vi is like the Triforce yeah. of Sega. Here's, here's I what say. I was gonna envision is we've talked about like various styles of like triangles and graphs, but you know those you know those triangles like in a character creator where it's like muscular and skinny and yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. The, in 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 this triangle, Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi is dead in the center. If the three points we've just we've determined the bottom two points, right, which is cool and weird. The yep. top point, the upward momentum, is good is good video game <laughs> so right, you need right. to make yes, good video yes. games so it's like golden sonic adventure is firmly on the very bottom right <laughs> 
Like it's yeah. the weirdest autumn and right. ho- and not good or fun to play. Right. And then like you could I, I now I want to like draw this map out and post it of just like where each of these things sort of falls. But yeah, Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi is dead in the center of the entire triangle. Or yeah. actually no wait, yeah. it would just be the tippity top. Sorry. It's right. it's in the center of cool and weird. Center and of cool and weird in the height fun. of good. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. So so that I, I think we are in complete agreement here. We never agreed harder <laughs> about anything. Um this, the, our, our current Sega rankings, which we'll come back to this whenever we cover more Sega games, which of course will happen very soon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi. Number two is Outrun. Number three is Sonic Adventure. Number four is Jet Set Radio. Number five is Sonic the Hedgehog 1991. And number six, for some reason, <laughs> honorary <is> mention. <laughs> honorary mention, Solar Ash, <laughs> a Sega game in, no, in not not name, yeah. not in name. Yes. Um, yeah, in spirit It's only. funny. You, Matt, you probably could have talked me into Sonic Adventure being number two over Outrun because you could have made an argument that weird is more important than cool uh-huh. and that badness is more important than goodness in yeah. Sega's case. In that we Sega. needed to, to make an, a, 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 an example of Sonic Adventure's badness, yeah. supreme badness I, and willingness to experiment I, and fail. I hope history will show that I, we, we eventually prove that we value... Uh, cool and good i I mean we you and i have an appreciation for the weird uh but it does not mean we think it is always better than the cool and good (laughs) yeah yeah okay cool well i'm feeling very good about uh our sega current sega rankings yeah now it is time to move on to the master list the master list time to actually rank Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi, amongst all of these other non-Sega uh, Cretans yep. out here. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> uh, um, what's going to be the high end and the low end today? Let's 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 find a, a 10. I'm pretty high. I yeah. would be surprised if you were higher yeah, than me. I, on I, this I, I'll let you take the high. I'll take the low. I'm, I'm happy with it. So, all right. uh, Hunter, how high could you go? And I know the, the answer. The highest? <laughs> you do? Say it. Oh, wait, do you want to say it at the same time? Are you sure? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's say it on, uh, so, five, four, three... Two, one, number three. one. Oh, okay, I thought I thought you'd go all the way, baby. All right, no, you think I'm this not could be over getting over it with Bennett Foddy, but you will not let it cross the Super Mario Bros. three threshold. Not better than Super Mario Brothers That's three. That's fair. It is not. Okay, I will let it go as low as uh, it could become number twelve. Okay. I could see an argument of it being worse than. Hitman 2016, Crusader Kings 3, Raw Danger, Hyperlight Drifter, Papers Please, Quake, Halo Combat Evolved, Katamari Damacy, and Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy, or also okay. then worse than Super Mario Bros. 3. Somewhere, somewhere in that range is what we're looking at. Okay, so we're not going to have a, we're not going to rehash Panzer Dragoon versus Jet Set Radio. Wisely, you've kind of just put that ahead that. of it. Yeah, it, so it, it let's gets talk to go about, above. let's talk about Panzer Dragoon versus Hitman. Yeah. I have, I've been thinking, I continue to think about Hitman. It still is on my mind just like all the time. And that's been the big, the big thing for me is uh, it's hard to not constantly reckon with the fact that Hitman is uh, like maybe almost a perfect stealth game. (laughs) Like it, it, for the stealth genre, which has its inherent Mm -hmm. flaws, it, Hitman hits like everything I want it to hit. And it just, they just cram it full there's so much game in there i don't get how they even do it i don't know how there's so much game in that game hitman is 
an episode of a larger work, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, this version of Hitman, I can tell you, is probably going to go lower in our minds as we play the Hitman 2 and Hitman 3. Yeah. Panzer Dragoon Zwei, or sorry, I should say the full thing. Panzer Dragoon 2 Zwei <laughs> is a complete work, yeah. even as part of a series. Right. We don't ever need to play another Panzer Dragoon game if we don't want to. Sure. And we have this complete perfect experience it's sort of similar to the star fox 64 versus panzer dragoon conversation we were having before which is that hitman full of stuff but are all those things created equal i mean we did a ranking of the hitman levels and talked smack on a number of them yes now i i was more negative about certain hitman levels than you were you like the colorado level for example which i do not like right um so we can both admit that Hitman has its shallow points. Yes. Even if overall mechanically it's very great. And I and I'll say this. I am you know, on a meta level interested in throwing some cold water on Hitman because I feel like when we get to Hitman 2 and 3, mm-hmm. you're going to be more hyped on those that's than you are on Hitman 1. Yeah. It's I, that's a tough call because I mean the the World of Tomorrow level it's going to be really hard to top just even that singular level, but it might not be topped as a singular level, but as it a may be package. topped as a complete package yeah, for sure. That That's what sense. I think will happen. Okay. So uh crusader Kings three is next. Another sort of pseudo perfection of its genre or a, a high mark of its genre of the yep. strategy game. Uh, yep. and, and of the narrative experience, uh, I would say, and, and interaction within a narrative in gaming. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 does a lot, bud. Yeah, but Crusader Kings 3 uh, has the evils of the world built into it, um, and I think we got to knock it a few points for that. Uh, yeah. It's got, you know, evil. It knows of our world. <laughs> Panzer Dragoon has evil in it, but it's in a fantasy world. And you are uh, fighting against perfect. it. Yeah. And you are fighting against it. Um, good and evil exist in Panzer Dragoon, but they are uh, uh, perfectly realized, yeah. and you defeat evil. Also, uh, not like in the real world, where clearly evil has won and good has been vanquished. Yeah. Honestly, too, uh, to to throw cold water on Crusader Kings three now, we often yeah. because I didn't actually properly play that game, and that was a you and EJ episode. The, mm-hmm. the problem with that game is we never talk enough about how it is mechanically dense, like too dense like it is off-putting for many many people how dense that game is the denseness is rewarding if you can overcome it but many many people cannot overcome the denseness i would recommend anyone play panzer dragoon's vibe the only the only thing the only barrier is the fact that it's on that dang old sega saturn but as we talked about there's that word that rhymes with smemulator you can check it out okay you can play it in fact um and I would recommend anybody do that. Crusader Kings 3 is for a specific small subset of uh, civilization. Yep. And those freaks can play it in their basements. Hello, I'm one of those freaks. <laughs> but I wouldn't recommend it to, to anyone yeah. like I would Panzer Dragoon's Vi. Uh, next up, Raw Danger. A Raw Danger, they're both weird. Fairly weird game. Pretty, Pretty Sega, both of them. Yeah, it's one of them mechanically could've... perfect, and the other mechanically not perfect, <laughs> oh. quite strange, puzzling weird in ways that I love. A huge mess of wonderful things, yeah. But on the mechanical, at, mm-hmm. like, just, just looking at that slice of it, one of them perfectly meditates on what it has going for itself. Yeah. And then just kind of slam dunks it at the end. Yeah. Whereas Raw Danger is just like, just swinging for the fences the whole time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which one do we want to reward? Well, obviously, I would love to have rewarded Raw Danger more than we have. Sure. But it, it sits here it's at the here ninth where spot. It is. Yeah. And I think Panzer Dragoon is both more important I, and better. We also got some, uh, if we were doing our other podcast, we would call this Arata. But uh, a yeah. listener of the show, Brian, talked about Raw Danger in a context that I think is really important to remember, uh, which is in those games where you are given the theory that you can replay this game and get a completely new narrative, mm -hmm. that very often can be a false promise where you play one, you go, whoa, and you play a second one, you go, that was pretty different. How cool. And then you never really get another one. They're all just very minor variations on the whole. Sure. And we don't know yet if Raw Danger will have that happen because we both really only played it once. And you you fully intend to replay it every single year for Christmas. Which every I, Christmas. And, and I think as that happens, I wonder, you know, four years from now, will we sort of knock Raw Danger a few points because the replays right. don't hold true to our expectations of them. And, and I think totally. that's a valid criticism of it. And the replays of Panzer Dragoon are very minor. They're just within a stage-to-stage -stage thing. And it's just for right. a quick little variability in the playthrough rather than the idea that I'm going to replay this, you know, six to ten hour game and get right. minor variations. No, I can play this hour-long game and get minor mechanical differences. That is much more intriguing. It's not showing me the tip of an iceberg poking out of the water and yeah. saying, there's a whole iceberg down right. there. It's just saying, like, here's some fun variety we've added to the game. Definitely. Uh, which I think, yeah, uh, ultimately... Uh, is more honest, even if uh, Raw Danger's uh, jankiness is like the king of a specific type of thing that right. I love. Right. Um, all right. Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, Panzer Dragoon's Vi. Easy. What do we the, do? Yeah, Panzer Dragoon's Vi uh, goes above it. The the, the storyline continues to be that Hyperlight Drifter is probably too high on this list, despite my dis deep love for it. There are mechanical inconsistencies or mechanical droughts things that you just have no reason to ever touch so why is it in there and everything that you touch in panzer dragoon works and is part of a cohesive whole next yeah. question <laughs> speaking of cohesive holes yeah panzer dragoons vi versus papers please Oof. this is a hard one oh boy yeah uh papers please also a a, a a game with variation a la raw danger but i continue to argue more integral to its design and less distracting it's also not a wildly long game i mean it you you can see a lot of that, vari that variation but then like we just said about raw danger and you said in the raw danger episode papers please a lot of the there's 20 endings there's really like six endings to papers right. please and there's a lot that are just slightly Very different flavors endings. of yeah. the same ending yeah you can end it here but is it something you want to do but yeah. i will say this to its credit it does always allow you to just kind of like once you get an ending to just like kind of pop back to yeah. where you were and reset, go a different route and not just reset the whole thing that's a big thing. right raw danger yeah, the yeah. idea is i'm gonna have to replay the entire game essentially i mean you you can sure. reset a, a playthrough you can have saves well, yeah, you, in there or saves. whatever um, yeah. but but like papers please the the save file structure is designed to let you see yep. where you would like to go back to and make your branching path and that is that is beautiful I will say, though, the Papers, Please mechanical game that you're playing, while it is very smart and very interesting, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's video gamey enough for me. And I feel like what's, ha what's happened with Papers, Please is whenever we get a very gamey game mm -hmm. and it goes up against Papers, Please, it'll lose yes. because Papers, Please has these story elements that are really good. But what you're doing in the game, to me, is 
it's not as satisfying. Yeah. It's satisfying on an intellectual game, but it's not or on an intellectual level. Uh, as in, like, I feel like I'm so smart because I stamped the thing right and yeah. I got a good grade from my from my guy. Ooh, I didn't mess up. Right. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what you're doing, though, is, to me, not as pleasurable or hangoutable yeah. as just, like, hanging out on my dragon, shooting the bad guys. Sure. Like, well, and as a puzzle, it is actually not that, like, perfect of a puzzle design because it's just, like, oh, I, like, overlooked one little thing you know there's not like yeah. a there's there, the complexity of the puzzles is just based purely in how many things can you look at this fast like can you look at right. stuff fast enough can you find all the things fast enough and that to me is not the most engaging kind of puzzle so yeah i agree you, you as you're going through papers please there's a little bit more of like i would really just like it to get to the next narrative thing and i don't necessarily want to keep doing these puzzles that i keep getting punished for and i feel bad every time the ticker tape pops up and all that stuff right right well, okay. That sounds like yep. we, we could go past it. I wanna, I wanna rope Quake and Halo together I was say the real same quick. Thing. Hunter, you and Let's I are just on a, a synergistic relationship today. We yeah. just have it going. Quake and Halo are like the same thing in this conversation. Let's lasso them yep. and say that all three of these games, Panzer Dragoon Two, Zvi, Quake, and Halo, all mechanically beautiful games. Yeah. That deliver this this great fun experience it's pleasure to your brain mm -hmm. your brain's going dopamine dopamine um uh it, but panzer dragoon's cooler uh panzer get owned bros. cooler a better story uh quake kind of almost no story a literally just patched together four whoa, different whoa, people nine made inch nails some music or nine inch nails stuff being written on the nine inch nails yeah is a story is sort a of. story in itself and halo combat evolve is its own kind of stupid story Pan yep. yeah panzer dragoon 2 is if i can easily jump ahead of these there's there's no weaknesses here i am prepared to start the here very real go. conversation of katamari damacy versus panzer dragoon 2's vi i okay I will now tell you difficult. right now, Hunter. I, I I'm I'm pretty unwilling <laughs> to let it go higher than this. So you're gonna have to find a very very good argument. Here's 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 my first argument. I'll make I'll make the okay. meta argument. Okay. I'll jump ahead to getting over it with Bennett Foddy. Nothing in Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi was nearly as rewarding as anything in getting over it, and I do not see a, any fathomable way it will go above yeah, yeah. getting over it. I, I think, think that's fair. That part of the conversation is over. So the only conversation we're having right now is whether this gets to go above or below Katamari Damacy. So it is an, an either or choice we are now making. Okay. Katamari Damacy and Panzer Dragoon Zvi both have uh, interesting mechanical stuff they're grappling with. Mm -hmm. One I would say kind of perfectly builds your kit. Your, your Here are the things you can do. Here yeah. are the verbs of this game. Right. And it builds it to this perfect crescendo. Yes. Adamari Damasi similarly also builds the verbs and then crescendos. Yes. Right? However, which one has a better ramp up? Yeah. And I would argue that that's Panzer Dragoon because Katamari in the middle to me. Yes. As your, you know, each level is getting a little bit bigger, I get a little bit. There's a little bit of it that gets tiring for me with There's Katamari. There's a clunky bit. There's a very notable clunky bit once you get into houses, <laughs> into the yeah. house area. I, I, where I end up desiring the final level before yeah. I get to it. Uh huh. And I feel like I would never experience that with Panzer Dragoon. Yeah. However, 
Another thing Katamari has going for it that Panzer Dragoon does not have at all is comedy. Pan, uh, yeah. Katamari Damacy is funny. Yeah. Panzer Dragoon is not. Yeah. However, Panzer Dragoon has a soundtrack that creates texture and immersion, whereas Katamari has a soundtrack that's just fun to listen to. Yeah. It does not necessarily immerse me in anything yeah. because the world of Katamari Damacy is very silly. It's nonsense. I mean, there would be no way to ever immerse yourself in the world of Katamari. It is unimmersible. Right. So sure. in that way, because I, it's a cartoon. I, I, I can't go there. And I will say this too. Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi, you are right. It has a better ramp up. But also, it is sort of uh, perfecting a genre that we know and we've seen other, I mean, we have other notable mm-hmm. hits within that. Katamari stands alone. Katamari has no equal, has no comparison in it beyond its own sequel, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. there is, it is not riffing very much on a genre. Panzer Dragoon right. 2's Vi is taking a genre. We all know. We've all played these kind. There's many games. We've talked about multiple franchises in the on-rails shooter thing. And there's plenty we right. didn't talk about, too. I mean, there's th- it's, it's something that, to me, is maybe even more achievable to sort of take all of the best parts of a genre and make a perfect little arc out of it. That's great. But Katamari invented something and still hit that greatness, even if there's like a tiny little clunky bit in the middle. But even that clunky bit never like bothers me that much because it's so wacky that the game itself excuses its clunkiness. What about the lack of perfection when it comes to the controls, though? Katamari has a unique way of handling itself, which is very interesting and very fun. And I agree with you that it stands alone. It is its own genre. But... The controls are not perfect. The way mm. that you interact with the world mm-hmm. is itself pretty clunky. Right, but... And I feel like I never had that experience with Panzer Dragoon. This is going to be such a tough one because my argument in, in Katamari Damacy's episode was that clunkiness is baked in... It, like, the wholeness of Katamari Damacy is based on that clunkiness in the same sure. way that the wholeness of Panzer Dragoon is baked in its perfection in its arc and its perfectly craftedness mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the jankiness of katamari domacy is intentional <laughs> it is supposed to be that janky so it still has a mechanical purity even if that mechanical purity makes you go oh, I, bumped. I didn't want to come on just turn the way i want you to like that is how you're supposed to feel in that game i think which one needs our attention mm-hmm. more though I would argue Damn it. Oh, that no. Katamari. Oh. <laughs> I would argue that these games are really close. All right, we agree with that. These games are neck and neck. You got okay. me. God, you had to, <laughs> you hit the. That was the perfect sentence. You just hit me with. Are you kidding me? You're right. That's it. Ship it. It needs us. It needs us. It's been forgotten about. The internet yep. doesn't even know what this yep. thing is. It's never mastered doesn't, it. Nothing about Katamari can match that the second phase of the final boss of this game sometimes doesn't happen for a player, and the internet, the all-knowing, all-seeing internet, does not even know why. Your Honor, I rest my case. (laughs) Yep, all right, Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi is the fourth best game, the fourthest game on... Our little list here. Yeah. We did it, folks.
We've officially bumped Halo Combat Evolved down to number six. Yeah, you did it. You got it out of the top five. That was, I, I mean, that was that had already five. happened, but um, within this episode, but we, we, it, it, it's good to have it's it done. Such, I just want to read the top five because it's such a great top five. Yeah, this is the five games I totally stand behind. Number five, Katamari Damacy. Number four, Panzer Dragoon 2 Zvi. Number three, Getting Over It with Ben Fadi. Number two, Super Mario Brothers 3. Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. And number one, Celeste. Yeah, Very that, good list. That rules. That rules so yeah. hard. Uh, man, okay. Uh, so next up, we're, we're recording more stuff today. So we already know. This one is not a, a thing that we know is, uh, I don't know, maybe it won't happen, maybe it will. We are definitely talking about Inside as well as Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Uh, probably Inside next. Uh, it will be your next episode, which I'm very excited about because uh, that's a game I like almost forgot about. And then the second one of us suggest, I think you suggested it. I don't know. But it was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I want to replay that game. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that game. So uh, I'm I'm very stoked to uh, to talk about that weird little thing. Um, well, yeah, a lot of great games coming your way. Um, we are in the... Uh, trying to to pad out the list with some solid gold before we get to a special house yeah. cleaning episode that will be your your fifty first not your fifty first episode your fifty second episode yes. will be a special uh, edition of the show uh, that we're we are building towards in some subtle yeah. and exciting ways so right. stay tuned the next couple of weeks uh, the show is just almost getting good we're can, almost there can we say just to, I don't know it's we're way too far out for this but can we say what the project is after episode 52 can we say like what, what the sort of the goal is? let's um so after we get through this 52 we're gonna have a list of 50 um and you know how this week we we did a sub list well that was fun because it's always fun to build a list with not that many things on it yes and we're getting to a point where that's never going to happen again. Right. The master list is pretty big. Once it gets to 50, it's going to feel like, I mean, not a real list. I mean, it'll feel like a real list that like a crazy person put together. <laughs> um, it won't feel like a real, like a, you know, like an IGN a list, which is what yeah. we want to be. <laughs> a well-considered IGN list. <laughs> we want to work for IGN and this is our way to do it. Yeah. There's a little something for everyone. Um, I think that our goal will be to sort of have uh, seasons mm -hmm. after we get through this this first 50. And within those seasons, we might explore sub-list categories. Now, we would never get too dedicated to just one category. There will always be random games thrown at you with yes. no logic. Yep. We promise that forever. However, we are currently talking about doing a season of, uh, uh, of 25, um, where the makeup of this season would go like this. 15 of the games that we would talk about would all belong to a sublist. Yeah. Now that sublist could be a game console. It could be a year. Yes. We're talking about right now we're kind of leaning towards a specific year, that year being possibly the year 2001. Yeah. A space odyssey. Um, <laughs> we might do that. And the way that would break up, we're talking about it would sort of look like this. There would be 15 games that we would do exploring this like kind of one season, this cumulative thing yeah where we talk about a big overarching thing and also the individual games and then we rank them on a sub list yeah um that we would then have forever meanwhile so we have 15 games like that and then also myself and matt will throw in five random games that do not have to be that don't have anything to do right with the overall season in as well to keep in a little variety and also allow us to cover things like new games we talked about wanting to do 
Last of Us, and then we pushed it back because for some stupid reason, because I'm a stupid person, because I'm a stupid person, when they announced Last of Us Part 1, which no one was excited for, yeah. no one at all, yeah. no one in the whole world needed except. or cared or wanted, except for me, I guess, because when they said that the faces would be slightly better, I was like, ooh. Give me uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll play. If you tell me this is a version of Last of Us where you have to give us sixty dollars again, and the faces are better, I am the only person in the world that's sort of like, all right, yeah. I want to see the new faces. <laughs> that seems like fair, I guess. And You're I'll tell you this: much, they got more graphics. Wowie, yeah. more graphics. Can you believe it? Um, I think maybe it's just that I want to play something on my PS5 that feels like it's actually taking advantage of the yeah. PS5 because since I bought the PS5, I do not feel like it has actually been worth my money in any way. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Well, maybe uh, don't buy that. Yeah, doll. Maybe. Well, the, the that'll be a thing. Of the only reason I'm getting a PS5 is for the eventual Final, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, which means yeah, I have which to play will remake. Not be, It'll be forever. Probably won't come out till the PS6 yeah, exactly. is the thing, Matt, I yeah. bet. <laughs> so there we go. They've scanned us again yeah. every time they scam us. Can't wait to see how they scam us next week on Old Gamer's Almanac. I want to fly high. Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamer's Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Night Corey. Yeah.